most people get the sadness, but what they don't get is the additional losses and risks that come with widowhood. Welcome to Financially Ever After Widowhood, the podcast where we empower women to take control of their financial future after the loss of a spouse. I'm your host, Stacey Francis, President and CEO of Francis Financial, an award-winning and nationally recognized financial advisory firm. With the help of incredible guests, I'm ready to guide you through this challenging transition. Don Narzi is the executive director of the W Connection. She created this wonderful organization out of heartbreak. In 2009, shortly after her husband passed away, she launched the W Connection, understanding the needs of widows firsthand and seeing how there were really limited support services available, really fueled Dawn to create this amazing organization. She's dedicated to providing resources for women like you to rebuild your life after the loss of their spouse. Well, you've seen Dawn numerous places. In fact, and the New York Times did a full profile of her. She also teaches at several universities and is a unbelievable advocate of widows across the country. Today, Dawn and I are going to be talking about the many women that we've met and worked with through her organization, as well as here at Francis Financial. And we're going to be speaking about the greatest risk that widows don't realize they're facing, and that is the risk to their job, to their career. Studies show that women who become widows are more likely to be downsized, let go, reduced work hours, and reduced responsibility. And so we talk about the realness of that and also how you can make sure that you're getting the support you need to live your best life, to be able to show up in your career, and to continue to have the success you deserve. And for many widows, most importantly, the income that you truly need. So without further ado, please help me welcome the amazing executive director of the W Connection, Dawn. Dawn, it is great to have you here at Financially Ever After. Welcome, welcome. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. And I have to say, I love the time that we are living in because I was able to give Dawn a hug last week and we got to have a coffee in person, which just warms my heart. And then we're collaborating on a podcast today as well. And I'm so excited to interview you to talk about some of the challenges that widows face when they're going back into the workplace. They're going back into the workplace, especially if now they're a single parent. And how do you balance grief and loss with all the important things of taking care of our kids and being there for them too as they grieve their loss? But I would love to just kick it over to you. And if you don't mind sharing your story and kind of your journey and how this has impacted you. Thank you, Stacey. I mean, thank you for already understanding the challenges that we face as widows. And I think I definitely want to talk more about them during our time together. For people who 
do not know me, let me start by sharing my story. It starts 14 years ago when my husband and I were looking for a place to live. We wanted to live in Manhattan, and we all know, for those who live in Manhattan, how difficult it is to find an apartment in Manhattan. We just thought we weren't going to be able to live our dreams, and we found an apartment on the Upper West Side. It was a two-bedroom. We said, let's try and have a baby. And we were immediately pregnant, and life was beautiful. And then my son, William, was born two months premature at 32 weeks. He was two pounds, 14 ounces. He stayed in neonatal intensive care for one month. When William came out of neonatal intensive care, my husband, who I thought was experiencing sympathy pains, continued to have these pains. You know, I told him, as in two mom, he has to go to the doctor because I need help. He went to the doctor. He found out he had spots on his liver, kidney, and spleen. We learned that they were cancer. The doctor assured us that he would live 15 years. He died two months later when my son William was just two months old. So I was a new mom and a new widow. I'm speechless. How did you have the strength to just put one foot in front of the other? That is the piece that's really hard. When I think about where I was when I was first widowed, I was in a fog. Some widows talk about it as drowning. For me, I was in a fog and remember a little bit crazy because I was on maternity leave. So I went back to work and I remember after some time off and I had the baby, I had maternity leave, then I had bereavement leave, and then I went back to work. And I remember walking to the subway, just knowing that I had to do this, but not understanding that this was my life. The interesting thing is I was also in a fog, but I was also angry at myself for not being able to move through this. And I think that's the piece that you talked about in the beginning. And I thank you for understanding the challenges that widows face. And these are the things that we really see at the W Connections. Most people get the sadness, but what they don't get is the additional losses and risks that come with widowhood. Now, Stacey, know you know the financial loss that affects widows. And we both know that there's a 37% decline in household income for women. For me, it was 50%. My husband and I were equal earners. So think about this. It's brand new apartment that we could barely afford as two. And now I have to figure out how to pay for it as one. You know, another loss for widows also is job loss or reduction in hours or reduction in responsibilities. And these all pile onto each other, right? They have this job loss or reduction in hours or reduction in responsibilities while they're dealing with the financial implications, if we're dealing with the financial implications as well. Adding even more pressure because after the loss of another earner, your partner, the financial stress, it's like a pressure cooker. I know a lot of women, Dawn, that they feel like they need to get back to work. They're worried about their job security. They're worried that 
they're not going to be able to go as far in their career. You know, if we keep piling it on, widowhood has an effect on a widow's physical health as well. So there is this widowhood effect, they call it, on the surviving spouse. And there is an increased risk of morbidity and mortality in widows. So, you know, it's like we keep layering it. Then we look at the mental health risks as well with increased loneliness and isolation. And then finally, like we've been saying, for those widows with children like me, you're now a solo parent with all of the other responsibilities. So I think, Stacy, it affects the widow. It affects her children. It affects her extended family. It affects the community. So again, we understand the loneliness. We understand the grief. We understand the sadness. But all of these additional losses and rest come with becoming a widow. A lot of widows' bereavement leave is three days. Some companies don't even offer that. And so going back to work three days later and needing to perform at your job, I feel like that's something from a policy change perspective really needs to be looked at. Absolutely agree. And one of the things I saw in myself and that I see in other widows as well is we go, and because we don't understand the enormity of it, nobody's sitting there saying, this is big, and these are all the risks and losses that come with it, and that's why this is big. We kind of push ourselves forward. We go, okay, my three days bereavement leave is done. I'm going to get back in there and perform my job. And maybe for a while you can cope, but then we'll see six months down the road, a widow having to take some more time off. Eight months down the road, her child is feeling the impact and there's some more time off. So yes, there definitely has to be some kind of support for the widow going back to work so that she stays in that job and they support her doing that job, especially so many women are doing these amazing careers and they simply just need the support to get back to where they were. Yeah. And definitely a piece of that is looking at that bereavement leave and making sure that I feel like three days bereavement leave for the loss of maybe someone close to you that you know, but not your spouse, not your partner of your life. And what is the support inside the company, right, Stacey? Yeah. And actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. For all of you listening, if you want to know more about Dawn's story, she courageously created and collaborated with an article about this issue for the New York Times, talking about your journey and your experience at work. And I know that there was some counseling available, but you shared in that article that when you went to work, you were 100% work and you showed up 100%. But then there was a picture to the outside world, to your colleagues, that Don's doing great. Don's got this handled. Yeah, I think what I showed, you know, I talked about compartmentalizing different facets of my life. So what I tried to do was when I was at work, I was 100% at work. When I was at home, I tried to be 100% at home and to be mom. But at the W Connection, you'll hear widows say, somebody will say, how you doing? Good, good, yes. Because not everybody could handle 
the truth of where you are. Yeah. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about this, not even related to your experience, but what advice do you have to other widows who are going back to their job? How much should they show? And I know that that's a really tough question. You know, I think I might answer that a different way. I created the W Connection because we talk about the healing power of social connection. Vivek Murthy, the U.S. Surgeon General, talks about that as well. So if you are going back to work, making sure that you have the support in place, because in that community, and of course, let's use W Connection. So W Connection is a peer support organization, and we talk about these issues. I'm feeling like I can't take care of my child, and there's another woman shaking her head saying, I get it. I come home from work, and I'm exhausted, and this is what I'm doing. And then another widow says, well, this is how I'm handling it. Another widow says, this is how I'm handling it. So that shared community and shared strategies you develop your own strategies for moving forward. So I'll ask, answer that question of what do I show at work? I think if you have the support that you need, that's where you share it. And so really showing up at work, like you said, compartmentalizing. Right. Where if your company can help you get that support you need, yeah, that would probably be to me, you know, the best support for me came from other widows, which is the genesis of the W connection, right? I knew the power of this connection of women who got it, women who walked this path. Yeah, that you don't even have to explain. And everyone listening here to Financially Ever After Widowhood, we're going to include show notes, all the information on the W connection. Their website is widowsconnection.org. And they're a national nonprofit, and it's really, it was really helping other widows rebuild their lives after the loss of a, a spouse. And they have fantastic programs and ability to connect and to be able to start to heal. Back to this question of now I'm at work dealing with now the loss of a spouse, needing my income even more but then having the layered additional responsibility of being a single mom. Do you have any suggestions, Dawn? Because this is where I have heard from other widows. It's kind of like in the beginning, it was okay. I've heard this from a few ladies. The beginning was fine. They were very flexible. They understood. They told me, come back whenever you're ready. And I did. But then a year down the line, two years down the line from then, she finds herself not on the same career path that she wants, maybe not being given opportunities or promotions and even, God forbid, being downsized because she now has to leave her job and run out of meetings because she has a sick child at school or she has a doctor's appointment for her child or cannot come in because her child is sick at home. How do you have those conversations with your employer to understand what your new life looks like and what your needs are without losing your job? I think I'm going to go back to Vivek Murthy 
with that question. So Vivek Murthy is a U.S. Surgeon General, and he wrote a book called Together, The Healing Power of Social Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. And what he was addressing was the loneliness epidemic. And he is all about advancing social connections. He actually, there is a public health advisory promoting a national strategy. And if you look at his national strategy, he's got two that are important to widows and one that is important to this conversation. He talks about better workplace strategies. And those workplace strategies are to help keep widows in their job, attract widows who have been out of the workplace. I'm going to flip that question a bit and say that me changing the workplace, or is it the workplace changing based on understanding the issue of widowhood and based on understanding the issues that Vivek Murthy discusses in his public health advisory? Yeah, one of the things that I've heard said, it's almost like a loop of loneliness and having that feeling of isolation, loss of potentially even a community, all those things add up to just very debilitating. And so what I'm hearing you say as advice here is making sure that you get the support outside of your workplace. If they do offer support, great, take advantage of every resource they offer because that's the only way that you're going to be able to really navigate your career. Right. It's two. It's the widow getting the support they need, whether it's offered in the workplace or whether you do it through an organization like W Connection, but the workplace also having strategies to support that widow coming back into the workplace. So I think it's both. For me, as the widow, it's getting the support I need and my workplace supporting me and having those strategies in place, like we talked about the right amount of bereavement leave, Mm -hmm. right support to keep widows in their job or the right support to bring widows back into the workplace. What can we do from the workplace and what can I do for me? Exactly. One of the things that we have heard about is women needing to take a step back in their career. Do you see that at the W Connection as well? Women who, even if there are significant financial challenges, you know, just really need to take that step back. We definitely see it. What I see is some of the widows who are only parents to young children. The interesting thing about the W Connection, when we first started the organization, the oldest child of a widow was seven. So it was very young group, young moms, young children. It was because those were the people that I were, was attracting. So mm-hmm. my first chapter on the Upper West Side was very young moms with young kids. And what I saw is either widows having to create strategies with childcare and being able to afford everything. So I'm going to develop some strategy where I'm going to have somebody live in my apartment for a reduced rent and help me take care of my kids so that I could continue to work or widows losing their job or losing 
responsibilities of their job, where they were demoted because of all of the implications of dealing with everything on their own. So if we go back to those issues, remember we were saying the financial loss and figuring out how I'm going to have enough money. Like for me, how am I going to have enough money to stay in my apartment? Do I have enough money to stay in my apartment? How do I deal with raising a child? All of these things that the widow is dealing with while still trying to do her job. And when workplace sees that, them going, you're not up to the task anymore. So we're going to demote you. So we've definitely seen that at the W Connection, or we've seen where people lost their jobs after being the stars in their workplace after they were widowed. And for all of you listening, know that we're going to be having a second podcast. This is part one of this podcast. Part two, we are going to be interviewing two extremely important people. One is a career strategist who has a specialty of working with individuals who have either taken time off or single moms, as well as an employment lawyer. Because, Don, as we're talking about some of these things that have happened to women who have come to the W Connection, the thing that is in my mind is that some of this behavior from certain corporate giants, certain companies, and this I think even happens in smaller companies too, is breaching on employee rights. And so we're going to be bringing those two experts on as a podcast so that you as a woman know what your rights are, how you can advocate for yourself, and also from the career coach perspective, how to make sure that your career stays on the track that you want to stay. Don, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the W Connection and the amazing resources that you offer. And I think what's so powerful, one of the things that I hear from so many people is that word of loneliness. And there's no other community that you can find that's more helpful than a community of widows that understand you, that you don't even have to say a word. And they understand the struggle that you've gone through and what a staggering loss really feels like. And what you have done, it's so powerful. And you have changed thousands of lives and empowered women to create their new life. What's even more amazing, empowered women become mentors, which one of the most healing things I have found one of the most healing things is when you're able to pay it forward and help others. Absolutely. You said it really well, Stacey. What I saw in the beginning was that the best support came from other widows who have walked this path. And that's the basis of what we do at the W Connection. We're a peer support organization. I just want to make sure it's clear that at the W Connection, we say there is no timeline for widows. There is no playbook. Everybody does their journey, their own way. But when we look at our members, and you're right, I think we've helped close to 10,000 women. If you look at the life cycle of our members, they do go through different stages. I want to look at three of our programs and to best describe that life cycle. So when you first come into the W Connection, 
you know, I talked about how I felt. I was overwhelmed. I was in a fog. I felt the enormity of my loss. I didn't think I had a future. I couldn't see the future. And the program for those women are our peer-led support topic meeting. And those are just that. They're peer-led. They're led by our volunteers. I'm going to come back to them in a minute. They're based on a topic. This month, coincidentally, is creating a connected life. How do we create those connections that we need to help us move forward? There's always a topic for the month. And at the W Connection, the facilitator never says, do these six steps. What we do is we open up the topic. We ask a question like, for this topic, we actually say, hey, have your relationships changed since you've been widowed? And most women shake their head and say, yes. You know, one of the interesting things is people who you thought were going to come through for you disappear. And then there's somebody that you weren't really close with that come through so amazingly. We talk about that and then we start to move into, in the end, well, how do we create a connected life? And usually there's 15, 20, you know, we try to keep the meetings to a size where women can share and a couple of different strategies will come up and somebody might say, well, the way I make friends is I have to be vulnerable. And you might listen to that and you go, ooh, that resonated. Somebody might give another strategy. In those meetings, you're starting to hear other women talk about the way they've move through this particular part of their journey. And that's our peer-led topic meetings. Then again, if we talk about the life cycle of a widow, the next is our W chat. And it's the same topic of the month, but we're looking at the topic a little bit differently because Mm -hmm. these are for women who are further along in their journey. These are women who are starting to see the future. They're reinventing, they're rebuilding, they're rediscovering their life. When they're starting to say, wow, I could live a joyful life. I could live an abundant life. And that's moving through the life cycle of order. And then last is our GEM program. GEM stands for Grow, Empower, Make a Difference. And this is where you really start to move forward as a widow. Like you shared earlier, when you start to get back, that is where you truly grow when you start to support another widow coming in. And people do this either they are our gem volunteers and they volunteer as the online facilitators for W Chat or for the peer led topic meetings or some of our other programs, or there's gem donors. And those are women, again, who have moved through our programs and decided, I'm going to stay a part of this amazing community. I'm still going to come to maybe some of the social events. I still might come to some of the meetings and just share some insight. And they decide that they're going to donate every month. So we have GEM volunteers and GEM donors. And this is really the power of the community. Mm-hmm. This is those women that are helping the new women coming in. Yeah. Power of paying it forward. I just, again, want to commend you and all of you listening. There's going to be so many resources in the show notes. So not only a link to the W Connection, but we'll also include a link to the fabulous article that Don wrote as an op-ed for the New York Times. Again, you know, I really want you to hear more about her journey 
And I just can't thank you enough, Don, for sharing your story, also for sharing the stories of thousands of women that you've been able to meet through the W Connection. This topic of career, one of the things that I was thinking about, just kind of figuring this out in my mind, that one of the most dangerous things that can happen to your career is to become a widow. And what you're doing is you're offering support in a community to be able to help these women navigate that. Exactly. I mean, where I sit, it's a privilege to watch this community support each other, to watch the growth of widows in our community, to see how women navigate all of these challenges together. Again, it's about that connection, the healing powers of connection. It's about understanding each other's strategies, strategies that people who get it, people who walk the walk. And again, it's a privilege for me to witness this because some of this, it's our programs and services. And some of this, it's more that evolve out of it, how we support each other. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Don. And it was just an absolute pleasure to be able to connect with you. And for all of you listening, all I can say is make sure you visit wconnection.org. It is going to change your life and it's going to give you the connection that we all crave and all really need. So thank you again for joining us today, Don. Great. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful and I can't wait till we get to see each other in person again. Okay. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> this time it will be for a cocktail. We had a coffee, Excellent. which was a nice coffee, but I'm up for a cocktail too. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Don and I were having a really hard, frank conversation about career and why is career important? Well, it's important for me for having challenge in my life and growth. But for the vast majority of people, especially widows, their job is important so they can put food on the table. We know that there is a 37% decline in income after the loss of a spouse. But for many women, like Dawn, it actually is more, 50%. And so there's no choice other than to get back to work and get back to earning. I encourage you to listen to our next part two podcast where we interview two amazing experts who are going to focus on the legal protections that you have as a widow in the workplace and also the career strategy and advice you need to succeed. I hope you tune in. And if you have any questions about your finances, please reach out to me. For widows, this is usually their number one worry after their death of their partner. And we can help plan for your future to ensure that you are financially secure, not just now, but for the long term, because you deserve that. You can reach out to us at www.francisfinancial.com or you can reach out to me at stacy at francisfinancial.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for tuning in to Financially Ever After Widowhood. If there's a question you'd love for us to answer on the podcast, we can do that for you. All you have to do is give us a call and the number is 347-682-5580. Let me say that again, 
347-682-5580. Whether you're working with an advisor or you're maybe doing it on your own, we invite you to reach out to us at www.francisfinancial.com or you can email me at Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at francisfinancial.com. Our hope is to be a resource for you to help you also find a great financial advisor, whether that be with our firm or one of our trusted colleagues. Please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast and join us next time on Financially Ever After Widowhood.